Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. I want to send a quick shout out to Mr. Jason Pritchard. Uh, Jason Pritchard and I were going to do our weekly discussion. And fortunately, he just got back from Bali, which is not the unfortunate part, but uh, he's feeling a little bit under the weather this morning. So Jason, if you see this or someone that knows you see this, feel better, man. We will talk next week. Um, Welcome home and uh, yeah, feel better. So uh, I wanted to talk about a concept that I saw pitched on another YouTube channel here recently, because it really made me think. And the idea was, are we on the cusp of seeing a global synchronized housing market crash? If you've been watching my channel, you know we've talked about New Zealand, we've talked about Australia, we've talked about Canada. All three markets are experiencing some pain. I believe a lot of that is around the um, their mortgages and their adjustable rate mortgages specifically. Uh, a lot of them appear to have um, resets uh, that could be problematic uh, because each of their central banks are obviously raising rates. We obviously have a housing crash occurring in North America, in the United States uh, already. Uh, it happens to be dominated by a transaction crash, uh, not yet prices, although uh, prices on a month-on-month basis were down a whopping 0.77% uh, here month-on-month, not quite, not year-on-year. Year-on-year, I think it's still up 10%. But if you've been watching my channel, you know that I think rates are going up here into Q4, right, the last four months of the year. Uh, you know that I believe transactions will fall further, and we could ultimately end the year with lower inventory. Winter is here. Uh, The housing market is freezing. But now back to this concept. Could 2023-2024 be a globally synchronized housing market crash? In fairness, we have had two. Uh, One is called the Great Depression and one is called uh, the Great Recession, the GFC, Global Financial Crisis. I think it's an interesting concept because if you step back and you look at the components, we really have interesting things that appear to be going on. So first, uh, you've heard me talk about a global recession. Uh, I believe Europe is already in one. I think Asia is on the cusp and, you know, rest of the world is right there. In fact, the United States appears to be the strongest country right now. 
again, by appearances only, right? I don't think the underlying data is great. Uh, but again, on the surface, uh, the United States economy currently, you know, as we are in the middle of September, looks to be the quote unquote cleanest dirty shirt. I believe a recession takes hold in, in the United States no later than first half of next year and really extends for probably four to six quarters. So A, global recession. B, most if not all central banks are raising rates. Canada did a supersized full 100 basis points. I believe Australia just did a big one. Uh, ECB is on the cusp of doing another one, although they delayed it uh, for the death of the queen. All central banks are raising rates. We also understand that housing is the most rate-sensitive part of our economy and uh, part of the world economy. So if we're running into a year-long, year-and-a-half-long rate-increasing cycle around the world, in the face of a global recession, could that cause a global housing market crash? Well, first off, I think it is very fair to say that transactions around the world will crash and undoubtedly crash first. Again, as central banks raise rates, as the housing market is the most rate sensitive, it makes sense that transactions crash first. You add on top of that adjustable rate mortgages in rather large economies, again, New Zealand, Australia, Canada are examples, and I'm sure there are others. If you run into an environment where rate resets happen and that creates some forced sellers, we could have some markets that crash by themselves, right? What was really the 2008 global financial crisis? We had loan, we had 50% adjustable rate mortgages. Those started to reset. They went to be um, unaffordable. People were underwater. They couldn't afford in bingo bango, you know, foreclosures, short sales, and the cascading dominoes just kept going. That could happen in some countries. I have talked about Canada. It's closest to me. I have not really studied Australia or New Zealand at any length. Canada does have some pain ahead. Uh, with trigger rates and things of that nature. Um, but I don't know if there really could be a global synchronized crash in prices. Think about the United States, for example. The United States, the last time, went into the global financial crisis with 50% or 51% adjustable rate mortgages. As soon as last year, we had 98% fixed rate mortgages. They were 2% adjustable. Now, that is obviously picked up. I think last time I read it was 11 or 12%. But these are 5, 7, 10-year adjustable rate mortgages. So while they are just originated, the clock is still years and years in the future. So I don't see, I don't see the debt structure being consistent where there could be a global synchronized housing crash in prices. But there is something to watch. There is a boogeyman 
There is a lurking black swan or ghost or whatever you want to call it that I will be watching that could be a problem. And that is liquidity. We have the Federal Reserve supposedly selling mortgage-backed securities and 10-year treasuries to the tune of $95 billion a month. They've ratcheted it up. That has started to occur looking at some numbers. If we start to see liquidity dry up, we will see banks get more conservative. Right now, we generally speaking have banks doing good loans or actually getting more creative. You heard me talk about Bank of America and Citigroup recently. No money down, low down payment, things of that nature. But if we head into a recession, liquidity dries up. And not only now we have high rates, 7 8%, but we also have banks ratcheting up and getting tighter. That could be a long-term problem. And that could cause some pain. The problem in the housing market where most people are calling for a 20 30% crash is they are so early. They don't understand that housing price elasticity is very, very sticky. It doesn't go down as fast as you want. In fact, I believe right now many, many sellers, and dare I say most sellers, are very quickly going to be removing their properties from the listing from the MLS, from realtor.com. They are going to say things like, you know what, honey? We missed the top of the market. Let's wait till spring. So what does that mean? That means over the next four or five, six months, we're going to see inventory fall. There's just going to be no sellers. Winter is here. It's a frozen market. Then I think we might see a wave of listings, April, May, June. Maybe next year. Sellers get, oh, darn it, they get realistic. It's not happening today. So while I think rates are going to go up to the end of the year, they will see 7 They could see 8 Man, 8%, that, that's, that's hard to say. I don't think there will be enough listings. There will still be some people that need to buy. I think it is far more interesting to pontificate what happens next spring and next selling season. The housing market, in my opinion, is going to be frozen until April. Sellers will just take them off. They're going to wait. They'll be staying in their home one more year. They don't have to sell. But again, as time goes by, motivation will rise. A recession, job layoff, movement, more, more kids. We will see. I think with each subsequent selling season, Next April, the April after, the April after that, motivation and time will become a factor, even if rates are still high. Today on the Daily Financial News, we talked about uh, 66% of sellers aren't interested in selling at 6% interest because they are also a buyer. What happens at 7 or 8%? The Fed broke the housing market, and the only cure is time. We need to get more and more selling seasons after selling seasons and selling seasons. So I don't see a global housing crash in price. I think we will see an epic crash in total transactions. I think housing crash in transactions will be 50%. And unlike a lot of folks, I think a 50% crash in housing transactions is important. It is frankly going to be what pulls the United States into a recession. 
the housing market collectively makes 15% of uh, GDP in the United States. So if you lose half of that, we are in a recession. But again, given the debt structure in the United States, 98% fixed heading into this, I do not see a global synchronized housing crash in prices. We will unquestionably see a global synchronized housing crash in transactions. So folks, I want you to have an amazing day. Uh, I am now, you just heard my alarm go off, going to get ready to talk to Mr. Dan Bird, talk about the stock market, talk about a head and shoulder pattern of uh, the S&P. So I hope you have an amazing day. Take care of yourself and bye-bye.